Hey everybody, I'm Eric and this is Today I Watched 2018 Week 52. Only one episode this week, but it's going to be a big old episode because we're wrapping up 2008. Uh, we do have one episode of Raw that occurs on New Year's Eve, That, uh, but I'll, I'll count that as week one of 2019. So here we are. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, a lot of stuff to look forward to next year, but I'm not going to talk about any of that, really. Uh, maybe a little bit about Royal Rumble stuff, but um, uh, I, I, I saved all of this stuff to talk about um, all the shows. We had four new originals on WWE Network, and at least one of them is now on YouTube as well. So if you don't have the network, but you want to check out Botch Club, that I know for sure is on YouTube. The other ones might be on there also, but I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen those pop up on um on reddit and stuff but uh yeah well, well let's just start let's just start there because these came out on christmas eve um and i thought all four of them were a lot of fun to fun to watch first we had the fashion files cold case unit brizango looking into the incident where kevin kevin owens was hit with a pie in the face on the 4th of july 2016 i believe or maybe it was 17 2006 i think it was 2016 um and it's gone unaddressed all this time but brizongo gets to the bottom of it and it's a really fun episode and i hope that all four of these shows i hope that they make more of them um because they all have some potential there uh the worst of the four which but i still enjoyed it um was kitchen smackdown um they they introduced bo dallas as the guest referee for this <clears throat> a little bit of a <clears throat> tickle in my throat there i was about to to cough maybe or even sneeze that was been a weird combination i still feel like i'm gonna do both oh hold on <clears throat> keep it together okay <laughs> keep it together face don't do all this weird stuff um Bo Dallas was introduced as the guest referee for this um, this first episode. So I I don't know if he is the actual host. If this show continues, if he's he'll be the host, or if it's going to everybody's just cycled through. Because we not only was he he the host, um, we also had the contestants Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Curtis Axel. But we had three judges: Noel Foley, Mark Henry, and Ennis Counter um i believe i i mispronounced his name um and uh yeah it was pretty fun they all somehow chose the same recipe or not the same recipe but the same uh protein to use which is italian sausage italian sausage 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 italian sausage um so i think it may have been rigged that that's the only protein they actually had on hand but anyway, it was still uh, pretty fun, and I'm surprised that the judges actually ate any of the food because it all looked like it might be um, a, a, a biohazard <laughs> of some some kind. Then we had Botch Club, hosted by the Good Brothers, Carl 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 Anderson and um, Luke Gallows. Uh, they looked at a lot uh, some classic botches from over the years uh they looked deeper into the uh the titus world slide incident incident at the grace royal bumble um with a, a pretty funny like sketch built around that I, I i enjoyed that quite a bit and a look into embarrassing unused footage of luke gallows on tough enough like way back when he was only 20 years old which i believe was only like 10 years ago he's a he's very old looking young guy um but uh yeah i thought it was pretty fun i saw a lot of people complaining about the sound effects and stuff like that but if you watch any other wwe network show they put that kind of sound effects in all of these comedy shows so it's it it's kind of, it's consistent i'd say um you know go check out uh uh what, what is it swerved check out uh uh what's the other 
the the ride-alongs those have a lot of sound effects sometimes um especially when they're showing clips of something like they might be talking about something like the the sliding the tripping and falling into the ring thing i think they did actually talk about that and they did add those sound effects maybe they couldn't maybe they ruined the footage and had added those sound effects already and now they're stuck with them now it could be no, you know, just rip it from the uh, the pay per view itself, but th- that would be too easy. Um, that's my argument. They, they there's already they already added sound effects. They can't take them out again. Um, and then the other show, which um, is different, when I first heard about the show, I didn't read like a detailed description of it or anything like that. Um, but I saw Xavier Woods Arcade Channel Challenge. Um, that's oh, it's more up up down down type stuff, but in up up down down's defense they do all kinds of different stuff on that channel and they actually went on kind of a kind of a up up down down spree a few days ago uh especially because this week i recommend this even more than the arcade challenge arcade challenge is cool um and it's different because it he was the only wwe superstar otherwise it was all um uh, while well, there's uh, Xavier's friend um, who showed up on the on the the episode, but uh, everybody else um, was either like uh, the 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 operator of the the arcade, the barcade that they went to, um, or just fans who came out to to meet um, Woods, uh, challenge him at video games, uh, arcade games. And um, I thought that aspect of it was really cool. It's different than what I've seen on Up, Up, Down, Down um, in the past. But uh, yeah, so I did like this episode, but I also really liked the series that came out this week. It was um, an axe tournament. They uh, A bunch of them were at LA Axe. So there's Tyler Breeze, um, Cesaro, Xavier Woods, uh, Ember Moon, uh, um, 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 Alexa Bliss and Aiden English. I think that was all of them. There's se- there's seven of them in the tournament, and the the person who scored the were I forget how it went, but it was this. It, they're just throwing axes and getting points. Very simple, straightforward, straight up competition. But I thought it was really really fun. And I recommend checking that out. It's the, I guess I could look up what it's actually, actually called. It is, um, there's a playlist for it. And, okay, let me pull this up. I didn't write this down in my, my notes for everything. Let's see, history. It's going to be far back because I watched a whole ton of videos about some different stuff another uh, great wwe superstars youtube channel that i enjoy quite a bit is um daria bernardo's youtube channel nope not that i don't want the state farm ad um where she and uh mandy um you may know them as sonia deville and mandy rose uh they every week i think they've stuck to, to once a week um they try a local donut place wherever they are and they their their standard is the uh glazed plain glazed donuts and uh it's a lot of fun it's like three or four minutes for each episode um really easy really easy to watch um and there's like 18 episodes of heart anyway it's called axe toss competition if you go to the page um Let's see. Let's see what the the playlist is called. All right, I'm getting some interference sounds. Could be this stack of batteries that I have. I took out all the batteries. I have these pocket operators, um, and I can't. So I guess I could throw in some batteries real quick. Um, they are uh, well sequence sequencers, and. They are super awesome.
So um, anyway, I, I realized that they've just been sitting here with the batteries in them, just draining the batteries over the last several months. Since I don't use them that often, I thought, oh, I should save save a little bit on these batteries that are, um, you know, they're uh, not good chemicals to just throw away. You have to dispose of batteries responsibly, which I've been pretty bad about in the past anyway. Um, that's uh, instead of having to throw these batteries away very soon, just take the batteries out and then put them in when I need these. Um the, the pocket operator devices. They're awesome. They're made by Teenage Engineering. And uh, they're get, getting more advanced with each release. I haven't caught, caught up. They might have a new series of them out. Um, the last series that they did, I think um, Tonic is part of them. Maybe Speak is part of them. Um, the first series of them is very basic. Um, and then the second series, they all have... Um, uh, microphones built into them so that you can do sampling they're really cool um anyway uh the name of this playlist is happy axmas and it's at uh, currently at the top of the playlist tab on up up down down so i recommend checking that out okay let's get on to uh raw and smackdown this week i forget what episode number raw is um, but I already talked about all the in-ring action last week because they filmed it right after last week's episode. Um, same thing with SmackDown. But there were some segments. Admittedly, I did not go back and watch the entire episode. I kind of intended to, but then I realized I've seen all this. I'm going to um, maybe fast forward to the highlights or just look up the highlights on YouTube, etc. of these uh, segments that were not on TV. Um, and there are some that I still haven't seen, but the main thing was Vince McMahon as Santa Claus announcing that John Cena is going to be back and that there's going to be a women's tag team championship. And so, uh, that's pretty ex exciting that, uh, we'll see how that, that turns out. I hope it's, um, I hope it's good. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion about how is that going to work? Uh, neither brand has enough in their women's division for the for it to be on just one show. But how is it going to work to have uh, tag teams from either show be able to to go after the championship? Because um, we're going to have SmackDown over on Fox, and in a way, I kind of feel like that's a problem for next october for now we can just enjoy them all challenging each other and all that kind of thing and if it does involve the nxt tag teams that would be awesome as well maybe that's the ven that's the venue where they can defend it um uh cross brands um or you just have to wait for the pay-per-views themselves are we going to end up with split pay-per-views again it's it seems kind of weird and also, we, there's not really enough information yet to really speculate too much about it, um, how that's going to work with the uh, combined pay-per-views. With the Raw and SmackDown people, the, seemingly they, they want them to be separated and not appear on the other network's show. But I, we'll see how all of that goes. That's a tough thing to do. Cause, uh, cause I, I, would, I would imagine main event may still... Uh, cover both shows and uh, as far as the highlights go as well as like the this week in wwe shows all that kind of stuff would be highlighting both of them so i don't know i it, it, only time will tell and there's a lot of time until we're told what is told by time um so anyway women's tag team championships that's pretty exciting um Right away, we have a few uh, tag teams established. We have uh, Sasha and Bailey, of course. Um, there's uh, the Riot Squad. Any combination of them, it could absolutely freebird the title if they if if they were the ones to win the championship. Uh, we have Nia and Tamina, which I think uh, pretty much everybody hopes that they aren't the inaugural champions. Um, it's a any combination of Alicia, Mickey, and um, and Alexa would work. 
but I think it's looking more likely that it would be Alicia and, and Mickey James. I would be, if, if Alexa is able to compete in the ring uh, again soon, it would be pretty awesome to see all three of them with championships at, uh, at some point. Uh, with Alexa, with the, the, the women's championship and um, Mickey and Alicia with the tag team championship. Um, same thing with the Riot Squad, uh, Ruby Riot with the uh, the women's championship and uh, the other two. Um, that's just on the Raw side. On the SmackDown side, uh, we, of course, have the Iconics. Um, we have Ra- uh, not Randy. Uh, Mandy and Sonia, uh, I, I mixed up her first and last name. So I started her last name and went with her first name. Anyway, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, um, those two, um, would be great to see in, 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 in action for the, this championship. Um, and then anybody else really from SmackDown would be kind of just matched, uh, put together a little bit uh naomi and lana we haven't really seen them work together a whole lot yet um not they don't have like that strong type of bond as a lot of these other teams do um oscar and naomi could have worked but of course oscar's champion now and becky and charlotte would have been a, a solid team before they uh started butting heads and all of that but that could always turn around and they realized that they work together and be better than ever um and just destroy everybody but we'll we'll see how all of that goes um and as far as over in nxt well where does nikki cross go she could be uh joining somebody um as a tag team i thought it would be kind of crazy interesting totally out of nowhere if uh because we, it's been announced that she and lacey evans are coming to the main roster but hasn't been announced which show i think we're all assuming because it's only the two of them that have been announced that one will be raw one will be smackdown but i think it'd be interesting if they're they both come in together and they're a tag team and it's just totally weird and they just destroy everybody for no reason at all um it'd just be confusing but a lot of fun um over on nxt some good tag teams of course would be uh eo and Kyrie uh dakota and either one of them um but when tegan gets better of course dakota and and tegan are like the tag team on nxt uh any combination of the the three of the four horsewomen that are over there uh shana marina and um jessamine uh let's see who else who else would there be um Nobody else really gets along very well. I guess, uh, well, before Candice kind of went dark along with Johnny Gargano, um, it could be said that it could be that Candice and Dakota Kai made a great team together um, in the absence of Tegan. But uh, yeah, lots and lots of possibilities. Uh, I think there's more possibilities than um, is really realized. And of course, there are some people that uh, are, were just left out that, that I didn't even mention that could be paired with, up with some other people like uh, um, uh, Zelina Vega. So she could be with, uh, who could she be with? I think that's almost exhausted all the SmackDown people. I don't know. Anyway uh i'm excited for it uh it, hopefully it's it's fun and that it's not uh that it's not not fun yeah um then on smackdown i didn't mention i want to keep this a surprise um and i probably gave it away anyway in last week's episode but rusev wins the united states championship and it was so awesome and i didn't even realize that rusev's actual birthday is on christmas so christmas has actually become rusev day in more ways than one and that's super cool and then the show ended with aj styles and vince mcmahon backstage and aj uh after some provocation provocation um from vince ends up hitting hitting vince with uh with the 
haymakers lays him out and vince seems to really enjoy it um also mandy rose is going after jimmy uso and naomi is not happy about that one bit as she shouldn't be um so i'm excited to see where all this goes um and uh yeah we'll 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 see what happens next week we have two more pre-taped episodes i did see a few spoilers on that so that's why i kind of want to not really talk about anything else on here um because i might accidentally talk about that stuff right moving on we had the uh on 205 live is a best of show hosted by the commentators i had speculated maybe it would be hosted by drake maverick and that would be pretty cool um but i did not watch this whole episode i believe something was announced on here um maybe it was a there's a there would be a, a quadruple threat a fatal four-way for the championship at am i totally making this up i think it'll be a a, a fatal four-way i'm gonna look it up now um let's look at drake maverick's twitter Drake Maverick. Let's see, let's see, let's see. These are all very recent. I'm looking for something from a couple days ago. Oh, let's see. Has had a remarkable journey over the past year and wants to make a case to be considered the very best WWE. Okay, he wants more competition. That's right. But he has demanded competition worthy of that claim for his next title defense, which will take place at the Royal Rumble. All right. I normally don't go this route, but I want to deliver the biggest match at one of the biggest shows of the year. There will be three qualifying matches over the next oh, two right, weeks, right, right, right. with the winners facing Buddy Murphy in a fatal four-way match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's going to be... Okay. Okay, so we have Kalisto versus Leo Rush um, next week. And then we have Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak. And let's see, let's see, what's the last matchup? Cedric Alexander versus Hideo Itami. So, oh man, those that series of matches alone is going to be awesome. Um, and I love this approach. Whenever they do this on 205 Live, uh, like the whole thing leading up to WrestleMania last year, that was, that got me way way back into being excited for the show um, was the tournament that led to the final at WrestleMania. And this, uh, I, I like the actual competition type, type of thing, the qualifying rounds for this. And this Fatal 4-Way, he asked for competition. He's going to get it. He is at a huge disadvantage um as opposed to a, a traditional match there uh so i think any combination of those six people is going to be so so cool um and I'm, I'm really excited to to see that um uh, by the way i don't know if i mentioned this i i got my tickets for royal rumble um weekend um i don't i can't really tell how good the tickets for the actual royal rumble are because it's in a baseball stadium at chase field and um they aren't floor they aren't field seats or floor seats i guess they would be um they are in the um risers not the right they're in the regular seats um but i'm sure it's gonna be great i'm sure it'll be great and i believe chase field is a domed uh, is an indoor field also so a lot of people talking about that it's never been in an open air technically yes because they can't hang stuff down from the dome so they do still have to have a structure in it like a lot like at the the um the mercedes benz super is that what it's called at wrestlemania they have to build the structure in the middle of the ring to hold all the lights and everything uh, so it's, it'll be the same sort of thing like that so at the very least i hope that the visibility is good um, and I imagine it would be like uh, it would be so for these travel package type tickets. Um, then I also got the tickets for WrestleMania. So this year, I'm pretty sure that I'm only going to go to the Big Four, um, 
and and money in the bank if it's in a place that's pretty easy to get to um as far as like not being super far from the airport things like that um because the only pay-per-view that i missed there's other reasons i didn't go to this pay-per-view also but um one of the big reasons is that it's a huge pain to get uh it seems like it's a huge pain to get from the airport to the stadium in pittsburgh where they had um extreme rules i think it was that's the only pay-per-view in the united states that i didn't go to this year but um but yeah i'm only gonna go to the big four and i have the tickets for the first the first half of those for this year and i'm super excited uh the wrestlemania tickets aren't as good but they're still they're still pretty good still pretty good and um it's gonna be a lot of fun that whole weekend if anybody's interested and uh by the way for royal rumble if you're interested in going to access on sunday morning before royal rumble um i do have an extra ticket for that it's just a regular general admission ticket um so uh I, I don't expect anybody to message me about that from hearing it on this podcast, but it's out there and I have it pinned on my profile anyway. So, um, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, 205 Live. Yeah, that, that, that match is going to be awesome at WrestleMania and the series leading up to it will be great. Over on NXT episode 384, the last NXT of the year. That was also the last 205 Live of the year and the last SmackDown of the year. Um nxt uh three big match well two big matches and then one match i wasn't really into it doesn't seem like anyone's really into that match but first opening up the show is a fatal four-way between eo Lacey, mia and bianca to determine who will face Shayna baszler at takeover uh er- phoenix take takeover phoenix um pretty fun match uh pretty cool i did know who won it before i watched the match so that took away a little bit of the uh the the oh, not the suspense yeah that's the word i was thinking of um but bianca belair won the match and she will face Shayna baszler and that would be crazy if she wins it would be uh not it wouldn't be crazy if she wins it would be super interesting if she if it went i i think it would be really cool if she wins um like who would think that Shayna would then after regaining her championship would then lose the next defense um but she also i don't believe she's faced bianca belair before um i know bianca belair is still technically undefeated in nxt she was defeated in the mayan classic last year um the, the first mayan classic but i don't think that she faced Shayna in that mayon classic because i think Shayna defeated i think Kyrie defeated no 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 Kyrie was yeah Kyrie was in it last year because she won against Shayna baszler in the final so i think Kyrie eliminated bianca i guess i could look that up but yeah i will look it up all right, yeah, uh, Kyrie um, eliminated Bianca Belair in round two, or episode five, if you want to go back and watch that episode. Um, then Kyrie uh, eliminated Dakota Kai in the round after that, and then Tony Storm in the round after that. So, yeah, Kyrie tore through all of the, like, the big names that are, uh, like, in the picture for everything right now um so that's that's uh pretty cool that comes together but so did Shayna. so did Shayna. she uh eliminated mia mia yim uh candace larae and mercedes martinez um so yeah they went up all the against all of the big names the biggest names of the tournament i'd, I'd argue of course Lacey evans also in there there's lots of great names in that first tournament go watch it it's great second second season is great too um uh let's see so uh yeah bianca belair she wins the the fatal four-way go check it out uh a match i'd say you could skip jackson Riker of the forgotten sons versus mitch taverna um i guess the original broadcast of it there's a, a glitch of some sort 
um, a, a wrongly exported video asset uh, where there was no commentary during the end of this match. So I did not see that version. I did see a clip of the very ending, and it was kind of weird to see it with just with no commentary at all. Um, and uh, but the, I watched it on Hulu, so they fixed it by the time the Hulu version went out. Um, so that's good that they they got that fixed up. Um, it wasn't a very exciting match, and um, it sounded like that they, they had to redo a lot of it and things like that. So, anyway, um, if you are watching on Hulu, the biggest spectacle of it, of that audio glitch, is not there. So, I say you just skip it. Um, and then we had the Undisputed Era versus Heavy Machinery for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Now, this is kind of spoiled with Heavy Machinery being coming to the main roster soon that oh they're probably not going to win the nxt championships then but it was still a really fun match definitely worth checking out and a great way to close out the year undisputed era still champions of the tag team division in nxt weird way to say that um all right so that's it for the wrestling stuff this year um i still am way behind on nxt uk um i might be able to to do an episode of that soon catching up i i I definitely want to get caught up on it before the nxt take nxt uk takeover blackpool i think is the total total name of it the total name um so at some point i've heard that it's picking up speed that they're now into the new tapings and so it's uh it's improving at a rapid pace maybe not a rapid pace but it is improving getting more interesting and all that kind of thing um so be on the lookout for that but i'm I'm not gonna be talking about it i'm done with wrestling for this episode kind of because i saw holmes and watson which uh has a scene featuring braun Strowman, and it is pretty fun uh i like that scene um the whole movie is so stupid um but like that's what you expect i would hope you'd expect that especially if you've seen the trailer that oh this movie is so dumb but it's gonna be a lot of fun um and uh i did see this i was gonna see vice and holmes and watson but there's like two hours between the movies which is not quite enough time to go home and come back because yeah so i decided i'll cancel one and just go to holmes and watson and it was it was fun it was fun i enjoyed it and uh i but i wouldn't recommend paying full price in the theater to see it necessarily um i of course have been using my i haven't been using it nearly enough this is the first time i've used it like this whole month um is to use the uh amc a list or premiere or whatever it's called i don't know it's they have so many names for the different programs but uh yeah it is included as part of that i felt like okay that's a good that, it's a good deal to go see this movie um but if i had paid a full like 13 dollars just for this movie um i maybe would have been a bit disappointed um i still would have had fun but i've been like ah i could have waited to see that for cheaper or something we're gonna see on tuesday amc i think for everybody it's uh five dollar tuesdays so that's i would definitely see it for five bucks um yeah uh holmes and watson i also saw uh, watched a couple of uh streaming things not on the wwe network uh titan season one i finally got caught up there are four episodes left to watch and in 2019 i think i've talked about this before i want to try and do an episode every week of the new shows uh, maybe i'll skip on doing young justice because i haven't watched season one and two of that and um it's animated anyway not that that's a bad thing or anything um it's just not um the same type it's not the same type of show that warrants talking about it as much i think is there an ongoing story in young justice maybe i should give season one and two a shot or you know just start with season one 
I'd be like, all right, I got I to gotta watch both of these seasons before I determine if I'm going to watch the third season. No, I can watch just a couple episodes, I think. Um, but Titans, season one, I thought it was kind of weird that there were only 11 episodes in this first season. But as it turns out, they had a 12th episode planned, but they realized the ending of, of episode 11 made a great end to the season. And then they were going to rework a lot of this stuff in episode 12 for the premiere of season two. And make it bigger and badder and bolder or whatever. The brave, braver and bolder, brave and the bold. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like to. The thing that I like most about Titans is that we're taking a look at um, kind of the origins of a lot of different characters. Like each episode is about a different character, and seeing what they're all about what their origin is perhaps or what their journey right now is um and all the main characters the actual titans are a lot of fun um they a couple of them irked me at the beginning but by the end of the season i was like okay i like all of them and they were all like kind of finding their footing anyway as uh at least one of the characters she's amnesia kind of thing that she has no idea what what is happening with her um, but that unfolds throughout the season. And uh, then the, the the finale is kind of like this this crazy, you don't know what's happening. Um, and uh, it, then it, it pays off by the end of the episode. Um, I don't want to spoil it more than that. That probably was spoiling it more than it needed to be. But uh, yeah, I, I saw some articles saying like, oh, it should have been a, a Robin show. And... I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Gotham, and this it's Gotham is like a completely different show type of show anyway, because um, it's about uh, Gordon and not um, any superheroes. From what I understand, uh, it may may have opened up to a lot of different things like that with uh, young Bruce Wayne and things like that. I've only seen like the first one or two episodes, but we don't need another. I don't feel like we need another show that's just about a Batman type person, which would be Robin. Um, yes, it is about um, Dick Grayson, who is 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 independent from Batman at this point, and he, he's kind of been thrown together with the. They haven't officially become the Titans. They're they're not a team per se yet. Um, it's just them trying to figure everything out that there's some people in trouble they're in trouble and all that kind of thing i think it works really well if it was just about robin then you'd be tied so much more into because he's he's when he's with batman he's robin when he leaves he becomes nightwing he's nightwing in this show and maybe that's what they mean that it should just be about nightwing dick grayson but if it's only about him, it's going to be so much tied to Batman, and it, it it's that's kind of the point of this show. What I get from it is like they're doing something different than Batman; that they're uh, doing their own thing. They're they're bringing their own values to this situa these situations and stuff. Um, of course, Batman does tie into things. But it's like just enough to be like, oh, that was really cool, or like, what, what the heck is going on here? And um, yeah, I like it a lot. I'm going to be watching season two, and I will be watching all of the DC universe because I, I bought a year subscription. May as well watch all the new shows that come out on it, right? So stay tuned for that. I believe maybe not next week, but I think the week after that, I think they are going to start it next week. Um, they're going to have a new episode of something every single week with a little bit of overlap with Young Justice because it's in two parts, something like that. Looks at the calendar release dates. Also, there's a daily DC show on there. And some of the episodes are really long. Like, uh, But I think maybe the last one was like a supersized episode because the last one before a holiday break was like 45 minutes or something like that. But uh, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. They have uh, interviews it does it's not very objective about stuff they they're just excited about everything dc um because it is about it's a show just about dc so you don't get really the opposite side of it the the critical side of it um 
uh, a little bit of crit criticism here and there. But for the most part, it's all like, oh, I love Aquaman. Not that I don't like, I, I did love Aquaman. But you know what I mean? You don't get that other voice saying like, ah, I didn't really like how they did this, this, and this. You're like, oh, you're fired. Get out of here. Um, so it is, it is cool to see like interviews with, um, uh, they had an episode like the day after the premiere or the, the finale of Titans. That was really good. Uh, talking to the actors who played Gar, um, uh, Hawk, uh, Donna Troy and, oh, who else was in there? Oh, and uh, uh, um, um, Jason Todd. Um, so that that was a really interesting episode because they were looking at clips from the show and talking about like their favorite parts of the, the season and all, th all that kind of stuff. Um, so I recommend for checking out those types of episodes. But when it's when they don't have a guest, when it's not like an interview type thing, then it's just kind of like, oh, we love DC so much. That sort of thing. Which, um, I mean, I guess it's fun if, you, if you've got nothing else to watch. Um, as you wait for the next new episode of DC Universe content. Um, so I already talked about Holmes and Watson. Um, over on Netflix, I think I, I finally watched this last night. I've been seeing people talk about it. And also people talk about people talking about it. Saying like, oh, it's all robots. It's stuff like that. It's like a whole viral thing that it's all dummy accounts. that are posting these memes about Bird Box and all that kind of thing. And... I understand why people would want to be talking about this. Cause I thought it was a really cool movie, really interesting, but I saw a lot of like really jaded comments about it. Like, and being really, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the negative comments about the movie are saying, Oh, it's just this. It's like, uh, uh, crap. What's the name of that movie now? A quiet place, quiet place. Lots of people comparing it to a quiet place when it's a, it is okay. It has to do with one of the senses. That's it. That's like saying. That's like saying alien is just another version of of Die Hard, because you go through the ducts or something like that. Um, I don't know. I guess that's a fair comparison either way, but, um, I thought it was really cool and that, uh, uh I was saying a lot of the, uh, the, the negativity about it is a lot of negativity about shows in general. If it seems like people just wanting to show how, um, like how smart or clever they are or to, to make a smart out joke just to get some more likes. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too, making stupid jokes about stuff. Um, like just going through my own timeline here. It's, I, I made a couple of bird box jokes, bird box jokes. Um, I, I posted a clip of the, uh, the world's funniest joke, Monty Python and said, uh, and just wrote bird box um another one or like this one um it might be international is a weird direction to take for thor 4 uh because it stars uh tessa thompson and uh chris uh not chris evans chris hemsworth i could have saved that i didn't have to admit that i was going to say chris evans because it's the same first name i had a whole syllable to, to recover um but yeah it i, I I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of just trash talking, making jokes about the movies. I think that's different from like trash talking movies. Like, oh, it's, um, Quiet Place did this so much better. Like that. Oh, it's a different movie, whole different concept. Um, I think so, anyway. And uh, there's not a whole. There's kids in it. That's a comparison, I guess. And there's uh, the whole thing with I don't, I don't want to spoil anything i i think to check it out sandra bullock is great um all the other actors do a really great job too um 
the for what they have to do in the movie it, it keep it all keep it interesting and the it, it looks fantastic is shot so well and the whole design of everything and, and okay this is a spoiler you never actually see whatever what the what what is happening because um, that's the base of the, the 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 premise of the movie is that there's something happening that's causing people to just go crazy and kill themselves and it's so nuts and it's horrific there's a few scenes where you see it actually happening in mass and it's just chaos and uh it makes you wonder like that's a huge difference from a, a similar quote-unquote similar movie like a quiet place that you don't have any of that backstory you just see it like in the now like how are they living now and then you're it's unfolding like why they're they have to, to be living like that um i may be misremembering maybe we do get some more more backstory than that but um yeah bird box i i also bought the book on kindle because it's only three dollars it might still be three dollars even less than three dollars 2.99 um but with taxes more than three three dollars but um so i i'm, I'm interested in, in giving the book a shot uh, no promises on if i'll ever finish it i'm so bad at reading books at finishing reading books i'll, I'll read like a couple of chapters and then and then put it down for the night and then forget about it and never read more of it again and i shall stop buying more books until i finish like a lot of them same with comic books i'm doing a pretty good job of keeping up with comic books now i think I'm trying to stay above the 50% mark of having read stuff. Oh, I should have prepared some like uh, 2018 best comics and that type of thing. Um, maybe I'll do an extra show uh, or work it into next week's shows like to talk about all the coolest stuff in 2018. But Bird Box, um, also like right at the beginning of the movie, I was like, why is she taking some birds with them that make sounds that will attract things probably? And they, they remember, oh, that's the, the name of the movie. It's going to be important why she has birds in a box. Uh, very pretty birds, too. It's a shame they can't look at them a lot of the time. Even when they don't have the blindfolds on. I'm talking too much about this movie. Um, they still can't look at the birds because they're inside of a box. Um, before they go on their, their, their trip, the, the birds are in a, a regular bird cage. Um, so they can't look at them a lot of the time um oh okay, wait and then i also watched the little hours um a bunch of funny funny people in this movie uh the main characters being aubrey plaza allison brie and uh kate mccucci um i also had john c Riley in this movie um uh, uh dave franco and bunch of other people uh but uh yeah it's 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 kind of raunchy there is uh some uh out there stuff that happens in this movie but it's like uh i don't know what specific time period it is but it's uh it focuses around a church in olden times um it maybe like feudal england maybe i don't know maybe completely off here but uh you know there, there's horses and carts and the 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 pope is he pope or is he bishop i don't know fred armison is a high-ranking church official who comes to visit at some point but it, it is really funny but it's a lot about um these nuns who are played by the main three are played by the, the three actresses that i mentioned um and like the whole life of that like that they don't enjoy being nuns necessarily and um lots of funny stuff and it's a uh, very much uh i guess you could kind of uh a, the most similar movie to it that i've seen or have seen parts of is um your highness i think that it's you know it's the, the this raunchy humor but put into this period setting and um it's it's pretty funny it's pretty funny lots of strong language and uh quite a bit of nudity and sex and stuff like that so don't watch it with little kids 
even though it's called the little hours it is not about little kids it's not for little kids so there you go why am i doing why am i doing that with the table i need to not do that because that you hear that probably pretty loudly so that is it 49 50 minutes to close out 2018 stay tuned for 2019 i'll be talking about all the same kind of stuff they have been this year but uh maybe more specific episodes there will be more specific episodes about uh things like the dc universe shows um i just got the blu-ray uh complete blu-ray set of the shields i want to go back and watch that episode by episode and also lost i haven't watched that since the 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 day after the season finale the series finale i watched the finale a second time and then that was it i haven't watched a single episode i've seen clips here and there i've rewatched clips here and there um but other than that i have not rewatched a single episode since then it's been what what was that 2011 seven years no lost gotta go back um so stay tuned for all that in 2019 i think i'm gonna be able to, to work all of that in there in addition to continue the weekly episodes in multiple parts probably about wwe um netflix shows movies i see all of that stay tuned for everything and if there's anything you want me to watch you're like oh i didn't i didn't talk about that freaking bandersnatch i didn't even write it down actually black mirror bandersnatch is an interactive movie on netflix and um, people are talking about that a lot i liked bird box more but i appreciate what bandersnatch uh, did um it seems kind of there's so many it's it's the same sort of thing there's so many books that are about a writer having trouble writing a book and it ends up being the book that he's writing that you're reading that's about him not being able to write the book or her and um this is the same kind of thing that it's a movie about making it's an interactive movie about making an interactive game that's based on an interactive book and it's like is it's i mean i it it feels like it would be even better the concept would be used better and be more entertaining like it's more of a novelty this way whereas if this con the 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 interactive movie thing was used to make an actual interactive it is an actual i don't know what i'm trying to say here if it didn't bring you into like this is like taking a leap forward like oh this is a thing that is already common and this is a commentary on that thing that we're very much used to it's like taking a few too it's a few two steps a few too many steps ahead that's like oh this is a commentary on interactive movies this is the first interactive movie that most people are ever experiencing so it's in a way maybe ruining the chance of interactive movies being enjoy as enjoyable later on because you're already thinking like oh it is why would they be making that decision realistically because we're making that decision for them like think then you think about interactive movies in that way from now on when this is the first interactive movie that you've done maybe that makes sense but i did that with sorry sorry but there is some cool stuff in the couple of runs that i did of it i didn't have complete runs i would like go back a couple of steps and i'm like ah okay go back to that last decision or three decisions ago and go a different way because i don't want to see i want to see what happens that doesn't end the story right there um and i guess i did kind of end up it sounds like maybe i ended up with a couple of the best endings or the most interesting endings already but um also at the same time the movie opens up with an alarm clock which is like student film uh giveaway that that didn't really fill me with a whole lot of hope oh luckily i think that's the only time that it happens um but like 
that whole first beginning of it is like uh this is just this is a this is a student film basically but uh there are some great performances from people in it uh, the, the one guy from uh maze runner i don't know the actor's name he's in a bunch of stuff but that's the thing i know him most from um he is very interesting um is kind of a cartoonish character but i thought it worked pretty well and um yeah it's it's fun it is fun but like i said for the first interactive movie that people are getting into it's the first time doing an inter watching interacting with a movie and for it to already be a commentary about interactive movies i think that's that may be doing the whole the, the genre a disservice. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, it is not the first interactive movie on Netflix. There's a, like a Puss in Boots one and a Minecraft one. I started watching the Minecraft one a little bit, um, but it, it didn't hold my attention very well. Also, I, guess I, I have story mode, um, the actual game version um, that I've started playing a little bit also. So just kind of a repeat of that anyway. But uh, so it's not the first interactive movie. Or the first interactive movie on Netflix, but it is the first one that's being marketed to the masses, uh, the adult masses, and so I'll get I'll get off it. You, you get what I'm saying here. That yeah, maybe maybe this isn't the best first interactive movie for people to experience because um, it'll make it hard for other interactive movies to be interesting or maybe this is a good step that it does skip those steps it's like oh now we're at the point of like how do we make something better that avoids all those pitfalls that doesn't have cliches of choose your own adventure type stories um that this starts this uh, this sets the starting point forward a little bit i don't know i guess we'll see what happens coming forward um because anything that's in production now they're only just now seeing the results of this type of storytelling. Um, so there's not, I guess there is actually a more wiggle room than usual because there is the, the segmented quality of this that they could reshoot like entire parts and just make it part of the decisions, make the decisions different and all that, all that kind of thing. But I think we'll see like a year from now, how many choose your own adventure type movies for adults that there are and what types of, of approach do they make do they fall into these traps that uh bandersnatch addresses or do they um evolve from here and that we do end up getting like really really good interesting uh interactive films but uh yeah a lot of people it's uh, i see a lot of comments like I hated having to interact with it. I just want to put a movie on and watch it. Don't have to think about anything. Totally fair. I, I highly doubt that movies are going to move in this direction in general. Uh, it's just a new type of movie that's out there alongside everything else. I don't think we have anything to worry about as far as a traditional Jaws or a Star Wars that's uh, it's or every other film that exists that type of movie i don't think there's any danger in that um uh leaving uh and a, a, another great point i saw in a reddit thread talking about uh i think it was about, specifically about bandersnatch that it would be really cool if this would be like a monty python third album type of thing that if uh you don't choose the path you take, but every time you watch it, it's a random path, not random, but like uh, it's a different path uh, story tree that it goes through. And that could be really interesting. If you did that and didn't tell anybody about it, it would last like an hour and people would figure it out talking online and all that like what are you talking about that didn't happen in the second scene this is what happened in the second scene they're like oh wait i should go back and watch that again and then a completely different third thing happens in that second scene i just see that being like really really fun i it was played with a little bit i think with the uh i don't you don't know bleep um 
it's a documentary so it's not really the same thing but it was you can watch it in any order that it would just be totally random which uh which segments you would watch um so it could be kind of like that um and i see that being really really cool and would encourage i i would think a kind of similar to this i think a lot i it i don't know if they put out any numbers or anything like what the average watch time is and maybe that is what the estimated runtime is is that that's the average of all the different storylines that you can go through that's how long it generally takes um but uh it would have to be relatively short because uh, i don't think people would want to watch rewatch an entire two-hour movie more than like twice um so it would have to be a sort of thing that's only at the maximum 90 minutes but uh i think the sweet spot is maybe like 40 minutes that is completely different each time and then maybe there's different versions of site i don't know but uh we'll see where it all goes from here i think it opens up the the technology now is there that you can actually you don't need a an xbox to play it as a game um it is a bummer that it doesn't work on apple tv and chromecast um i know f- from experience it doesn't work on apple tv and then i heard that it, chromecast doesn't work um but it does it w- works really well on tablets because you can just tap the screen for the decisions um but it's cool that we have it's not a physical it doesn't have to be on a physical disc that netflix has figured out how to do this type of film this type of story um on a streaming platform i think that's really cool um and it's it, it is it is seamless that's what i like most about it about this experience is that um, as you make the decision, it just goes right into that decision. You don't have to wait for it. You you do have that timer counting down. But as they're doing that, like stuff is happening. It's like, oh, hmm, hmm. like the character is actually thinking about the thing or whatever. Um, so I, like the technology to make the experience of doing it, actually watching the movie and interacting with it is there now. And I think that's... Um, Maybe that was a, a, a as further proof of concept, in addition to the uh, Minecraft and Puss in Boots, and other whatever other choose your own adventure stuff they've already done, is like okay, we didn't want to make this too crazy because it is the first, um, is like fill it with some very arbitrary decisions to make, but they still have big effects on like making different stuff happen. But I think a lot of choose your own adventure books do as well. That's like, oh, you went left. You fell down a cliff. You're dead. You have to start again. Like that sort of thing. Um, maybe not that gruesome. I think that, yeah, they are kind of that gruesome. The the actual, the, the ones not for little kids. Um, so anyway, I ended up talking like a solid 15 minutes, I think, about Bandersnatch just then. Um, check it out. Let me know what you thought. What ending did, it, did you get? Um, I, I may watch it, play it one more time or maybe two more. I don't know. Um, let's see if I can get to some of these other, uh, other things. Uh, I did for the most part choose on my first playthrough. I chose all of the right hand side decisions. So looking at choice number one, choice number two, tried to choose choice number two every time. Um, cause it felt like that was maybe like the, con- the contrary decision of what the game wanted you to do and i didn't get to this point in the movie in my versions of it but it seems like there's commentary on that that um the the structure of the storytelling is to guide you and try to make you make the correct decision um that even it's like an illusion of choice type of thing um which is all like this is what i'm talking about that it's taken it's two steps too far before what we should be interacting with the movie first it's like oh if you're taking the leap as you're stepping into the pool 
weird turn of phrase there. Okay, that's it. Let me know what you thought about all of this stuff between me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and also subscribe on Spotify or anywhere iTunes or anywhere podcasts can be listened to. Let's get that RSS feed over on todayiwatched.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening in all of 2018 or just this episode or however long you've been. Or maybe you've watched, listened to all of 2019 and now you're coming back to listen to this episode. Thanks for coming back for the future. Tell me what it's like. What is the future like? Do we have more interactive movies? Are they better than Bandersnatch? Or are they worse than Bandersnatch? Or has Bandersnatch just completely destroyed everything as far as interactive movies go? Stick with video games. Uh, let me know and i'll be back with week one of 2019 of today i watched bye